Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. To get in touch, you can pop me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. So here is what's coming up on the show tonight. We have a very exciting ticket giveaway on the show. I have not one, not two, but three pairs of tickets to go see John Cleary and his new show Loud and Cleary in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on Saturday, October 14th. I will let you know how to win in just a few minutes. Also tonight, I have Shannon from the Anvil Comedy Club in Port Arlington who are having a stand-up night on Friday the 13th. He'll be on to tell you everything about that and we'll find out what will be happening for the week of Leash Connects promoting health and well-being. But let's start the show with a remarkable artist and poet who has made a significant impact on the world of performance and poetry and theatre. Samuel Yakura, a Nigerian-born writer and performance poet, has been captivating audiences with his unique blend of prose and spoken word poetry. So he's residing in Ireland and Sam has brought his powerful storytelling to the stage, most notably with his show The Perfect Immigrant, which is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Thursday the 19th of October. Sam, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. Delighted to be here. So tell me where the inspiration came for your show The Perfect Immigrant. Uh, Well, I suppose the inspiration for The Perfect Immigrant would... uh, to a large extent, come from my personal experience. Um, I, I am, you know, a Nigerian who moved here uh, about five years ago uh, to study. And so moving here came with a lot of shock and, you know, uncertainty and, um, you know, the um, contrast between coming from Nigeria, which is, you know, uh, a West African country where I have spent most of my life growing up and then coming to, um, you know, uh, to Ireland, which is, you know, sh- you know, very similar in a lot in a lot of ways, but also very different from Nigeria. And so, um, making that transition in terms of the culture, the language, uh, the food, um, um, and and just the the experience of of living in a different space, and you know, finding acceptance, and um, and feeling feeling at home or making this new space home as well um, was was a, a journey for me. And I know that it's a shared experience for a lot of people, both the locals, you know, Irish people who have had a history of leaving Ireland and coming back, and also for immigrants who have moved here over the past couple of years. So it is quite a universal story, uh, the concept of, you know, leaving home and finding home and displacement and finding acceptance. And so I, I thought it would be interesting to, you know, share my story, uh, you know, uh, um, and, and, and put it on stage through prose and poetry, which which I enjoy so much. And how did you decide to use this unique storytelling approach? Um, so this uh, began with a big shout out to uh, Dublin Fringe, who facilitated a um, an artist development program back in 2021 called uh, called Weft, um, where they were able to bring together 
um, multidisciplinary or rather, yeah, multidisciplinary artist into the room to, you know, develop our craft and talk about art and um, and share ideas. And this was uh, funded by uh, the Arts Council. And so I had, I always had a, I had a background in, in, um, in poetry, in short form writing, but then I also wanted to delve into theater and more long form writing. So I suppose the interest for me was playwriting. And so after that six month development program, you know, um, I was very interested in writing my first debut play, infusing all of the art forms that I have learned in, in writing, you know, which would be poetry and playwriting as well. And I suppose that was kind of the inception of um, the idea for The Perfect Immigrant. And the story that you create is, mm. you know, it's as you said, everyone can kind of recognize themselves in it. I know I moved to Canada for a few years and, and just the culture mm. shock over there, I was like, oh my God. So yeah. I can only imagine that that comes across. <laughs> yeah, it comes across in your play as well. So I know the loyalty yeah. to home versus the promise of the, of the new is a central mm. theme that kind of works throughout your, your play. You, yeah. How long have you been living in Ireland now? Um, I've been living in Ireland for five years now. I moved in 2018, in autumn of 2018. So uh, it's been it's been five very, very interesting years. And yeah, I'm loving it here. <laughs> and you, you got the lovely uh, experience of having COVID over here. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, well, I suppose that's what the journey brings. It brings a lot of, you know, a lot of ups and downs. It brings a lot of uh, challenges. It, you know, it, it, it really, it really tests your relationships, it, 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 it tests, you know, the very um, uh, purpose of your pursuit as a person, you know, in your career, your relationships. And, uh, but all in all, you know, it, it comes with its good and bad days. And, you know, um, it's it, it made me who I am today. So, yeah. And that's just it. It it does. All of these experiences really do, you know, shape the person that you you evolve into. But tell me more about the yeah. title, the perfect immigrant. <laughs> Interestingly, I was uh, I I had written the entire script before I came up with the name. <laughs> I think I have a bad habit of coming up with names even for my poems. Um, but I had I knew what I I knew the story I wanted to tell, you know, and had written most of the first draft, uh, you know, and I was you know, trying to find the right name to capture the entire story, you know, but all the names I kept coming to mind didn't really sit. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um, over dinner. And, you know, just casually, you know, I said to him, if you had to, you know, because he had, you know, read the script. And I said to me, if you had, if you had to give this play a title, what would you, what would you name it? I was like, hmm, uh, the character seems to be struggling a lot. <laughs> So why don't we name the perfect immigrant? And I just loved the name because it 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 really captured um, the contrast and the complexity of the character's life. You know, in you know coming from a very established home, but also how this movement or this transition brought a lot of instability and uncertainty and his urgent attempt to want to find some sort of balance and, you know, hold all the pieces of his life together, you know. And so the perfect immigrant just seemed like, you know, the perfect name, you know, for the story. Um, and that was, that was how the name came about. I love how the name came about so naturally, just at a dinner with your friend. And I think, you know, that's a sweet story behind the name. So 
on mm. the actual night itself in the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Thursday the 19th of October, what are you hoping yep. that people take away from your play? Um, so it is a, it's a one-hour, one-man play um, that takes you on a journey of, um, of very intense emotions, very um, bursting humour, um, but the very things that, you know, you would see at play would be things of family, things of holding and losing relationships, things of um, loss, themes of displacement, things of finding home. Um, and I think when you leave the room, I think you would appreciate um, the importance of home, the importance of, of finding home, the importance of um, of finding acceptance where you are, the, the, uh, the value of, of life and relationships. And... Uh, um, I wouldn't want to give away too much <laughs> just, just so that you still have a reason to come. Um, but it, it, it is a roller coaster. It, it's very fast paced. Um, it is, it is a very humorous play. You would laugh and cry at the same time and um, you would, you would have a really, really good time. You'd have a really good time. I promise. Um, and it's, it's told through prose and poetry. So it has this very, very fluid and, organic use of language that is very flowery, but at the same time, very honest. Um, and um, shout out also to Fashambo, who also supported uh, the project and worked with me in developing the script. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited to bring this to, to the domain and, uh, you know, to share with uh, everyone who will be coming to, uh, to share that moment with us. So for anyone that is interested in seeing The Perfect Immigrant, where can they get tickets? Um, so they can get tickets on uh, the Dunamis uh, Art Centre website. Uh, you can also get uh, tickets on the link um, on my uh, my Instagram my Instagram page Samuel Yakura. So S A M U E L. My first name Y A K U R A is my last name, and the link is there um, on my page, and you'll be able to get all uh, the information and all the tickets to, to come see the show. Also, you can just go on my website, uh, com, and you'll be able to get tickets as well. So for anyone that's interested, that is where you go to get tickets to watch The Perfect Immigrant in the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Thursday, the 19th of October. Samuel, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. It's a, it's a play that is absolutely incredible. And the way that you've, you're going to present it from the videos that I've seen online, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Yes, you are all in for a treat. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. That is a beautiful story woven through prose and poetry. And for tickets, head straight to dunamaze.ie before they are sold out, basically, because this play sounds incredible. Now, if you want to win tickets to see John Cleary in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on October 14th, all you have to do is text John Comedy to 083 30 10 103. Text or WhatsApp John Comedy for your chance to win a pair of tickets. I have three pairs to give away so make sure you chat you text that in next on the show friday the 13th will be a night for laughing in port arlington 
Encore in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne. Our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore on Midlands 103 and if you're looking for a barrel of laughs this Friday 13th then the Anvil Comedy Club in Port Arlington is just the place to be. So Shannon Basso Gall has come aboard as the host on the night and joins me now on the show. Shannon, you are the host at the Anvil Comedy Club with their upcoming stand-up night on Friday the 13th, which is very exciting on, you know, one of the days that's supposed to be very unlucky, but everyone's going to have a barrel of laughs. How do you think it's going to go? Oh, it's going to go great. It's going to go great. If it's anything by the last couple of shows we've had, they've all been, like, fantastic. Like, um, the audience love it. Um, and I think adding the spooky elements of Friday the 13th, the real head to balls will come out. Um, and we're going to have, like, a big crowd that's up for it. We've already sold a, a good bunch of tickets already. And, like, the crowd have been very supportive since we started in Port Arlington. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what it's gonna, what's going to happen. This has only started since February. And, and you know, what's, what do you think... The success has been great from what I've heard. It's all been fantastic. But how do you think it's grown now since then? Well, it's it's the thing that, so like I, I, I was in New Zealand for a couple of years and I could do the thing that happened in New Zealand where a lot of comics started doing the circuit in more like rural areas. And I really, when I came to Ireland, like, people weren't doing that. And I start I started night in like in Carlow and that's been going from strength to strength and then I do one in Wexford and uh, it's actually Coleman who started Coleman Hayes who started this show and asked me to come on board just to, just to help out and it's a thing that like people from rural areas love to go out they want to see the different experiences that they, you you wouldn't normally get unless they're up in Dublin and you know seeing as a lot of people from Dublin live in Port Arms and we're like look we might as well give them something that they're used to having and I help the locals as well to experience something new and the reception has been fantastic I mean it's great to have as you said these different experiences especially in a rural area like this and I know Coleman is actually at Edinburgh Fringe Festival that must have been amazing yeah. for him he he he's, 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 he wrote a play and and then it was his, himself and the director wrote the play uh, Best Man and he was over there for the whole month and they, I think they had a full sold out run so that's I think twenty eight shows were all sold out and it got amazing responses and um, he actually won't be there on the night because he's a wedding um, oh. and he's not Best Man at but um, <laughs> that would have <laughs> worked be, brilliantly if he was that would have worked that would have worked that would have worked. worked I think he might get more work as the Best Man now um, <laughs> to, just to see how good it going on how good the reviews of the show were um, so yeah no, he, he, this is, he, he started it he's brought me on to, to help out he had an amazing time over in the fringe I couldn't go over this year I, was, I, was, I couldn't I got married in July oh, so I couldn't I couldn't swing a month at a comedy festival as a honeymoon where I would be gone 80% of the time <laughs> of that festival that didn't go down well yeah. to be honest with you didn't bring it up I knew that wasn't going to fly Sorry, so I I, I, I yeah, it's my move. You know what I mean? You, you got to at least start out strong, and then you know, eventually, in next year, I'm gone. But you know, I'll give her, I'll give her a good year of being around, and then it's like I'm off. Um, <laughs> Perfect husband for a year. Perfect husband. Look, she knows. She, well, I haven't told her, but you know, she she knows. She's. I feel like she knows. Um, because I've talked about it a lot. I haven't said it out directly, but I think you know, she's intuitive. She'll pick up on it. And I mean, you are pretty busy. You're the resident host for multiple comedy clubs in the southeast and a regular performer as well around the country. So how do you see the comedy scene evolving in Ireland itself? 
it's 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 been evolving a lot, obviously since the lockdown, where initially everyone started coming out because people wanted to go out. But I think what's really changed is that people want to go out for events rather than just for a, like a casual drink. Like they want to make a night of it. And from that, you've seen a lot of the comedy clubs just be absolutely packed. More have opened. And not, not so much comedy clubs, but at least comedy nights in places that w- was never there before. And I think because a lot of people watched a lot of stand-up during, during the lockdown, it's something that people are more familiar with and want to experience firsthand because we've had so many people come out to shows who've never been to a show before. And they're like, oh, that was a great night. Like, a lot of people don't realise that there's a, a massive amount of talented comedians in Ireland that like, they're not on the telly, but they've been doing it for like 10 years. Like um, like the the likes of the acts that are on, like Jess has been going like eight years. She's amazing. She's been at Electric Picnic. She's been at a lot of big festivals. Uh, Ashley, the headliner, supported Tommy Tiernan and uh, Stewart, who's new and like a couple of years in. But like me and him were in a comedy competition uh, earlier this year, and I was runner up. I think Stu came fourth. So he's been at the Galway Arts Festival and stuff like that. So there's a high caliber of comedians, which I think take people by surprise a little bit because they're not. I think the general audience wouldn't know that there's um, a large amount of like Irish comics who are doing it like as their job, as a, you know, trying to do, make it full time in it. So the the standard is very high, and I think people are very pleasantly surprised by that. And do you feel like it's a tough industry to kind of break out to to make a full time career out of this? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, well, it's not terrible. But I was just telling you about the gig I did uh, before we went on air about about doing a show in 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 a in a, in a students' union at eleven o'clock in the morning, where no one is expecting comedy to happen, and no one knew comedy was happening. And um, and that's you. You get a lot of those kind of jobs. You get a lot of. Uh, it, it takes a long year. It takes a long time. It's ten years. It's when like that's when things start to happen in this in this industry. And. Um, Unfortunately, like a lot of a lot of things, you kind of have to leave the country for a little bit, or leave where you started, to kind of get better and learn more experiences. So every time we do get some like big comics, they do leave for a while. Like say Joanne McNally, like went over to the UK for a few years, and now she's like huge all over the place. But it's it's definitely an industry that is hard to break into because it takes a long time. It takes you know eight to ten years really to to start to get a foothold and people start to recognise you and know your name. And obviously be funny. That's that's also the thing. It does take a while to be funny. Yeah. It does help, doesn't it? It does help. It, it, I've seen plenty of people make a career and not being funny, but I'm not going to name them. <laughs> um, but they're, not, they're, they're not in Port Ireland on Friday. All the funny people are in Port Ireland. But there, there is, like, you know, like like with anything, like, you know, people have an audience and, and they do well with that, but it takes a lot of time to develop that. That's true. And it'll be very exciting on October 13th because you have Ashley Bentley as the headliner and then you have Jess Collins and Stuart Lampert who are going to be supporting acts. So for anyone that is going for the first time to the Anvil Comedy Club, what's the atmosphere like? What can they expect? It's a really well... So I'm the host. Um, I'm, I, I don't like... like Comedy is a really welcoming thing. And it's the thing that we, we all make jokes about everything. And you know, people who want to be included or want to talk to me as the host can talk away and we can have a bit of fun, a bit of back and forth. But if people are like, don't want to engage or don't want to be, you know, I won't say picked on, although people say, you're picking on me, but you know, they like it sometimes, you know, you're laughing, so you're having a good time. If people aren't like, are worried about me or any of the acts kind of zeroing in on anyone, that doesn't happen. Like that's another thing that really happens at comedy clubs an awful lot. It's people who you know, want to engage, can engage. The people want to want to sit back and, and enjoy the show and laugh along with the joke. 
it's perfect. Comedy is really, you can have multiple different experiences, you know, at a show, um, all good. And it depends on how you want to enjoy your night. And it's, it's very welcoming. It's a lovely, gorgeous venue. And the Anvil Inn is, is spectacular. We've got a room above the bar. It's very intimate, brilliantly lit, sounds great, looks amazing. And like all the comics have been doing this for a really long time. So like everyone's guaranteed like to love someone on the lineup. It's probably everyone, to be honest with you. So for anyone listening that really, really wants to go to this, where can they get tickets? So they can get tickets on Eventbrite. So if you just go on to Eventbrite and, and tap in like uh, the Anvil Comedy Club, you will find uh, where to get the tickets. They're 10 euro at the moment. We have over 20% sold already. And um, there's a couple of early bird tickets left and they're just for 8 euro, but they're only available for another two days. So I think if you want to get those, get on quickly. You can have a slightly cheaper night. It's like less than two pints. And you're you're in in the show. Uh, but if you look at the uh, Anvil um, Instagram page uh, page at the Anvil at, at the Anvil Inn, uh, you'll be able to find the link to the tickets there, or at my um, Instagram page at SBG Comedy, um, and I'll have a link in my bio for that. But they're on Eventbrite, they're on the, the Instagram page, but they also you can buy them on the night on the door, which you might not be guaranteed because a lot of them have sold out. And um, so get them get them now. Get them now before they sell out because this sounds like an amazing night that's going to go ahead. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight and I'm really looking forward to seeing this on the 13th. Fantastic. Look, it's been great talking to you, Shannon. Also, it's good to talk to another Shannon. (laughs) Doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Doesn't happen very often. It's great. We have a good dynamic. Shannon's got, you know, we've got to stick together. Exactly. So, it would be good to see you there on the 13th. And yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Well, Shannons do have to stick together. It's a guaranteed night of laughter on Friday the 13th in the Anvil Inn in Port Arlington. So make sure to get your tickets before they're all sold out at eventbrite.com. Now, if you want to win tickets to see John Cleary in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on October 14th, he is one of the best comedians that I've ever seen. Then text John Comedy to 083 30 10 103. And speak of the devil, he'll be up just after this on Midlands 103. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are listening to Encore Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty and we have a comedy powerhouse with us tonight. John Cleary, one of the most sought after comics in the country, is not only a stand-up sensation, but he's also made his mark in the world of television and radio. Now, John is hitting the road once again for his own national tour, John Cleary, Loud and Cleary, which is coming to Athlone. And we have three pairs of tickets to give away. So if you want to win a pair, text John Comedy to 083 30 10 103. Text or WhatsApp John Comedy to 083 30 10 103 for your chance to win. Now, it's been said that his comedy has been described as flawless and worth seeing again and again. And I'm delighted to have him here tonight to share some laughs and some insight into his comedic journey. John, it's great to have you on the show tonight. So you have your upcoming tour, John Cleary, loud and cleary. What can audiences expect from this new tour? Uh, they can expect uh, an hour and 10 minutes of somebody shouting like they were on the sideline of a Junior B hurling match, basically. But uh, lots of uh, impersonations mostly and uh, observations, per- impersonations. It's a bit, the, the show is kind of wrapped around... Uh, language and how we use it and all that and the way Irish people speak English and different accents from different parts of the country and 
impersonations of a few different famous heads and politicians and it's kind of like that might be a tune in there as well Oh, lovely. So it sounds like it's going to be absolutely brilliant and we're very excited to see it Hopefully. in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on October 14th. So was Looking comedy something it, yeah. you always wanted to do? Yeah, it was. And I, it took me a long time. I was a slow starter with everything. So I was in my 30s before I started doing stand-up. So, uh, yeah, it's always something. I was watching comedy from from very early and English sitcoms especially and all that alternative comedy from the UK in the mid-80s when so I was in school. So yeah, it's always something I wanted to do, but it took a while to get around to doing it. As you'd expect, <laughs> been afraid of it and all that. <laughs> so what's been the like standout moment of your career so far that makes you go, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? I guess it's, this, this, this tour is, is, is up there with that because I've never done a solo tour before. So having a tour, 22 dates around the country, um, seeing all those venues, seeing, you know, all those people coming out to just, to, you know, paid money to see me doing my thing. That's kind of the highlight, to be honest with you. And apart from that, it would be the TV stuff we did with Savage Eye and Irish Pictorial uh, down down the years, 10 years ago, maybe. Stuff like that. that those two things that are the highlights so far. Hopefully there'll be a few more. Tell me, your own tour now, how was, how was the feeling when you found out that this was going ahead? Oh, I was, I was actually a bit, bit uh, just nervous about it because I've never done it. And, uh, uh, I was nervous about it for a while and then I got used to the idea because we planned it well ahead and, and then I started promoting it a wee bit and doing a few interviews like with yourself and stuff and I got into the vibe of what I was going to do, so... In the beginning, nervousness and a bit like, oh, what have I taken on here? But uh, that kind of softened out and I've, I, I kind of got used to the idea over a few months, you know. So, yeah, so, those were the reactions I had to it. Oh, it's going to be an incredible show. And from what I've heard around the office, there's a lot of people very excited to go and see you in Athlone. <laughs> oh, great. Great. <laughs> so tell me, how do you find prepping your comedy for this tour? Yeah, so I, I just the prep is like all about... Uh, just knowing where I'm going to start and where I'm going to finish and the middle bit is kind of up for grabs, really. And uh, getting into the oil, just knowing what, where you are, what room you're in, what have a few things to say about, you know, just have a bit of crack about the town, you know, and about where I am. A little bit of that and then to what I've prepared to start with and maybe finish with and the middle is, as I say, uh, open enough for a bit of lesson, you know. Just to see what sort of vibe you get from the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the show and after the show, what's your, your go-to? Or is there a specific thing that you need before you go on? Or is there something you, you do when you come off? Um, when I, when I, before I go on, I have to write down a kind of list of things that I'm going to do. And, you know, and just throw down a few notes and kind of just get into... And then I forget it all. Uh sort of, and before I actually go on, the minute or two or the five minutes before I go on, I've, I've nothing in my head. I'm just going, okay, whatever I've thought about up to now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, and uh, it'll happen whichever way it happens. So just preparing it beforehand, just a few notes and stuff, and a bit of, just a, a little bit of, drink a, drink a few, you know, drink a bottle of water. Nothing really, Jesus, it sounds so exciting, doesn't it? 
<laughs> just like so that. exciting <laughs> so exciting a bottle of water and read a book god almighty <laughs> <laughs> that's fine if that works for you that works <laughs> rock and roll what <laughs> so there's no so, trashing of the uh, of the back room no 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 if I was to break anything furniture wise I'd have to get some power tools to do it and wear <laughs> safety masks so that's kind of it it's so boring really but then uh, afterwards it's just sort of I'll usually just relax for about 20 minutes and uh, change and leave the venue. God, more excitement. I'm describing a very exciting life here. <laughs> but I can only imagine when you're trying to relax after just the high that you get from being on the stage and, and the reaction to the crowd, you'd, you'd need that little time to kind of just yeah calm. <laughs> just, just calm, yeah. Just like sit there and be happy with just... Nothing for about, well, about 10 minutes anyway, you know, <clears throat> 10, 15, and then just sort of place empty vase, the, the venues empty out, and you just kind of uh, slip out the back door as if nothing happened. There's no paparazzi. <laughs> There'll be no paparazzi around. <laughs> no paparazzi in that lawn. I don't know. Maybe there will be. You never know. You never know. If, if any of us are there, then, then we'll definitely be looking for pictures. <laughs> There'll be people on motorbikes on Honda 50s chasing me up the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so have your sunglasses, your fake moustache and your hat on and you'll be fine. <laughs> I will, I will, I will, I will. Um, growing up and, you know, having an interest in, in comedy, who is your sort of influence that kind of influenced your career? Well, that I watched when I was a kid was always Billy Connolly was what would have been top of that list, and uh, Richard Pryor in the States. Eddie Murphy as well. I really loved Eddie Murphy when I was young, and uh, he was a really great stand-up before he did movies at all, and uh, people like that. And then anyone I saw then live that I liked, you know, I like I saw I saw Dave McSavage went live before I did comedy, and I thought he was great. And I saw. Barry Murphy and Dermot Carmody and Deirdre Kane and people like that. And I thought, you know, in an Irish context, I thought this was great because I'd only seen on telly. So now I was seeing stuff live. It was really good, you know, like a live Irish comedian, you know. So that influenced me. What sort of advice would you give to someone that's wanting to break into the, the comedy scene in Ireland? Advice? Uh, just keep doing it. That's all. That's all I could say. Keep doing it and keep enjoying it because if you enjoy it, it's going to work. And uh, don't be put off by... Because there's a lot of lot of obstacles in terms of how you do it, where you do it, who you're doing it with. Uh, and uh, you got to just keep plowing on and don't be put off. That's the biggest thing, I think. Don't be put off because it's very... It's a very scary thing to do from the from the start you're standing in front of people you're trying to entertain them make them laugh and it's not to do anyway and then when you're new at it you're going to kind of have nights where it's not going to work and you're going to go I don't want to do this anymore and you have to kind of not do that and do the ops and do it again basically so just don't give up don't give up because you have and Beautiful voice, X Factor's calling. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And we're all really looking forward to seeing you in the Dean Crow Theatre on October 14th. Dean Crow, and make sure, listen, I want to say to everyone, you won't be standing, you know, I will be talking. I won't be this boring. I will actually be going, (laughs) hey, Declan, let's have the crack. Because I've just realised how... how I'm sort of old man I sounded there. But anyway, let's have the crack. We will definitely. John, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'm looking forward to it. Now, John has spent much of 2022 and 2023 supporting Tommy Tiernan on his sold-out tomfoolery tours to tens of thousands of fans. So if you want to go and see his first solo tour, you can text or WhatsApp, John Comedy to 0833010103 for your chance to win a pair of tickets here on Encore tonight. To see him in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on October 14th, it is a show you do not want to miss. Up next, we dive into the upcoming Leash Connects Health and Wellbeing Week on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are listening to Shannon Fogarty with Encore on Midlands 103 and this is your last chance to get your entry in for a pair of tickets to see John Cleary. <laughs> John Cleary, sorry, in the Dean Crow Theatre in Athlone on October 14th. Text in John Comedies. Text or WhatsApp John Comedy to 083 30 10 103 for your chance to win. And now I am joined by Tom Curran, who is the coordinator of Leash Connect's Health and Wellbeing Programme for 2023. And Tom offers a unique perspective and comprehensive insight into the diverse array of programmes and initiatives aimed at enhancing the well-being of our community. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. So Leash Connect's Health and Wellbeing Programme runs from the 9th to the 15th of October. Explain to me what this week is all about. Well, first of all, Shannon, the week is about, um, it's a, the initiative itself is a, to promote health and well-being. And the aim of the initiative is to organise and deliver a wide range and a varied range of events across the county that seeks to inform and, ch- and challenge people to people think about and respond to mental health in families, communities, places of work. And the initial aim for the initiative is to strive to reduce the stigma that's often associated with the concept of mental health. So there's increased acceptance and awareness and willingness to give and receive support. So overall, we had this last year and it was, a, it was a month long. And this year we've kind of gone back to a week to focus a little bit more on providing good events. Focus this year is on anxiety um, for this year's programme. So what inspired to focus on anxiety and how do you think it'll benefit the community? Well, the team this year, the overall World Health Organisation team is that mental health is a universal human right. And the team itself in the whole area of mental health is so big, we couldn't possibly look at it all. So we decided to focus on anxiety. We live in a very increasingly, with everything still on the world at the moment, it's very pressurised, it's very busy across all age groups. And we wanted to focus on anxiety because that seems to be an area that is just very relevant at the moment. It affects all, and we want to put a program together with events for different ages. So we have events aimed at students, at parents, and even at grandparents. When we sat down, we decided what, how to frame this week. We were guided by research from Munich University, the National College of Ireland, and TCD Trinity College, which found that 42% of Irish people have a mental health disorder, or of Irish adults, which was quite stark when we looked at it. 
And I mean, I know myself, I, I have anxiety. And for me, when I get anxious, I feel like I can't breathe. So I have little things that mm. I do, which is colouring and that sort of thing. That kind of helps me, I find. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't know of ways to, to deal with it. So having a week like this that focuses on anxiety, I think is absolutely fantastic. So what other type of events and activities can people in and around Leash, what can they expect so I suppose we, we have a committee of probably 12 uh, different members across the council itself and different agencies and different service providers. So Leash, uh, the Sports and Recreation Department of the council have Tai Chi in a, in a few different parts of Leash. We've also promoted the walks that happen that not just to this weekend the month, but also all year. We have a number of walking groups, lots of walking groups in Leash. So we've promoted them in our programme as well. We were mindful this morning in Polish Family Resource Centre um, and a Woodlands Walk in Doro with Leash PPN on Mental Health Day itself. Leash Sports Partnership do an awful lot of work uh, as well with us and they're one of our members. They're having an Activated Polls Walking Programme, Inclusivity Days and online health workshops in conjunction with EduFit, who they work with an awful lot. We have Mental Health Talks by Ross King in three different secondary schools, again, looking there at the younger age group. We have a public talk that's open to all in Portlaoise College on Friday the 13th. And this will be given by boxer Eric Donovan from Matai. Um, he has his own story of redemption from anxiety, from mental health problems, from adversity uh, to tell. And the overall message, according to, in his own words, will be of resilience and hope. And people, people register through Leash Sports Partnership and on the right price. Our host for Minds of Day, the Dunamis Arts Centre, they also have their own events. They have screenings of movies around mental health such as the Irish movie Lakelands, the Sinead O'Connor documentary, Knocking and Compares. What are some of the key takeaways from the presentations and talks that are going to be on Mind Yourself um, Day that is happening in the Dunamis Arts Centre? Well, in a nutshell, the day will present anxiety, but we'll then discuss methods of managing it. The HSE will be there on the day. We'll have a talk on reimagining ageing as well, um, minding your diet and learning to relax and unwind. The Lakelands movie in the morning, we'll see experts and people who face adversity and students discussing the themes of the movie and maybe analyse how the character dealt with what they faced. And I'm not going to give away the applause, it's a great movie, but it'll open up a discussion on how we deal with adversity and do we know where to go to for help. Um, the afternoon then will deal with the anxiety and its management and bringing important tools to do such as diet, engaging with your community, staying active and knowing how to relax and unwind while Leash Libraries are running um, health and wellbeing talks and workshops throughout the month. So it was also important as well, and why one of the other events we have, we have a parenting talk happening at 7pm on the 12th. So this is an online webinar on the topic of parenting the tech-savvy child, and it's presented by Richard Hogan of the Parenting and Technology Institute. Richard does a lot of work with schools, and he's often featured on TV3 and on different newspapers, giving advice on parenting and other issues. Something that's very relevant today is that whole area of tech and the tech savvy child, how you you control all that. There's so many incredible events that are going to be happening throughout Leash. And I mean, for me, anxiety has always been a thing, but, you know, I didn't know I had anxiety until I went to the doctor. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. there can only be a number of people out there that have symptoms that, that just don't know that anxiety is what they have. So to have all these talks and events and screenings and that go on, um, credit to you. I think it's a fantastic week that you're putting on. So if people want to get involved, um, where can they find more information? 
If they go on to leash.ie forward slash leash connect, um, they will find the full program there. Within the program, any events that are there, we have the numbers, we have the people to contact, we have the details, the posters of those events. And we also have listings at the back of that program on the full range of sports available in the county as well. And throughout the entire week, with all of the events and everything that are going on, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to most of it, but to be honest with you, there's two things that I think are going to be very good. There's a number of ones, there's more than two. Um, the Lakeland movie screening in particular, we'll see experts and people who have faced adversity and students discussing the themes of the movie. And without giving the plot away, there's a lot of themes in that about kind of how you deal with adversity, how you deal with how you face a problem and where to go to. And I'm not going to go to, we'll, we'll all see it and it's a great movie to watch. But it will open up a chat on how we deal with adversity and where where we go to for help and do we know what kind of avenues to travel down to get that help. And I think a lot of people don't know where to get that help. So is there um, any place like after this week is done that people can go to after they've been to some of the events and that to kind of look more into anxiety and that? Well, if they go into if they go into our program at the back of our program, there's a list of support services there around not just health, but also again mental health, well-being. There's a full list there. A few people, we have youth mental health services there and we have older age mental health services as well. But we have a full range of support services there that we hope that people can be aware of them, that they know where to get them, that they know what to do, and that they go on and they just pick up the phone and ring them. If you, <laughs> That's the most important message we can send out to know is to get involved, get talking to people, and don't share the load. You know, it's shared load. Don't keep it to yourself. And that's just it. There, there is still a small bit of a stigma around and anxiety and even other mental health disorders. So it's it's good to get talking. And you know, people, you know, you don't know who's suffering. You don't know who's going through anything. So it's good to talk about it and smile. I always say a good smile always perks people up. And a good laugh. And is there any sort of partnerships or collaborations that have been made during this program to make it possible? Well, it couldn't happen without them. And the committee of Leash Connect is made up of Leash Sports Partnership, of the Library Service, of Healthy Leash, Mental Health Ireland, HSE, the PPN here in Leash, the Leash Offaly Education Training Board, and my American Community School. And this year we were joined by Youth Work Leash, Dunaway's Arts Centre, Jigsaw Leash Offaly, and Port Leash Family Resource Centre. And all of these people and the ones who joined us this year bring their own expertise, they bring their own experience. We're thankful to all of them who've given their time to us and all the people that a lot of these people run their own events, but they also bring in programs as well that they work with. And we give thanks to all of those for, for helping us. And if we can create awareness of what's out there for people. And if people can register for an event, find a new interest, group, hobby, make connections, we'll have achieved something. And that's very true. So that's all happening between the 9th and 15th of October for the Leash Connects Health and Wellbeing Programme. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Anne. It'll be a great week that they have planned and make sure to check out leash.ie forward slash leash connects to find out all of the amazing events that they have planned across the week from the 9th to the 15th of October is something you'll definitely want to look at. And congratulations to Jamie Kennedy, Lynn and Hannah Byrne, who are the winners of the tickets to see John Cleary in the Dean Crow Theatre on Thursday, the 14th. 
on Thursday, Friday the 14th of October in Athlone. It'll be an amazing night. So congratulations to the three of you. I will be in contact shortly to get your details. But that is it for tonight's show. Hope you've enjoyed this evening. Thank you to all of my amazing guests for joining me. And remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews, you can and you'll be able to find it on a podcast on the Midlands 103 website. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. And if there's anything you'd like included on next week's show, make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us as Noel O'Farrell is up just after the 8 o'clock news with Country Roads. Have a great weekend. And I'll be back in the hot seat from 7 next Thursday with Encore.